wake up. This Democratic presidential race is now a close two-man contest after Super Tuesday last night. Look, Joe Biden wakes up today in a far stronger position than anyone would have thought just a few days ago. But Senator Sanders by no means is out of this. The state Today's episode, Super Tuesday effectively narrowed the field of Democratic presidential candidates before and after the contest. I spoke with state and politics reporter Mitchell Schmidt to get the latest on the upsets, the victories, and what Wisconsin voters will have to look forward to as we near the Democratic National Convention. Mitch, uh, what happened on Super Tuesday? If you had to boil down Super Tuesday, which is, you know, 14 states and America, uh, American Samoa uh, voting, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway was how well Biden did, Vice President Joe Biden. So I'm here to report, we are very much alive! Super Tuesday jolted former Vice President Joe Biden's presidential campaign back to life as he swept victories from New England to the South and the Midwest. You know, we saw some hints of that in South Carolina, his kind of first uh, victory, and I think that that really carried into Super Tuesday. I think 10 of 14 states he got. I mean, I think that was something that whether that was surprising or not is, uh, you know, I'm sure is de- depends on who you're asking. Anybody with Biden's camp would say, of course, they knew that was going to happen. But, you know, I think for a lot of people may have kind of counted him out at that point. And we're told, well, when you got to Super Tuesday, it'd be over. Well, it may be over for the other guy. Tell that to the folks in Virginia. North Carolina. Alabama. Tennessee. Minnesota! Obviously, he did very well. By Friday, Vice President Joe Biden led the dwindling field of Democratic presidential candidates with 630 delegates to Senator Bernie Sanders' 559 and Representative Tulsi Gabbard's two. One of the interesting takeaways was maybe how poorly Elizabeth Warren did. In an email we obtained, her campaign manager tells staffers, we fell well short of viability goals and projections, and we are disappointed in the results. You know, we saw the results uh, from Tuesday. I think that Warren, I think she brought in about, you know, 60 delegates. Uh, She came in third in her home state of Massachusetts. So it was probably a disappointing performance for her camp. We're here outside Senator Warren's home in Cambridge, and there hasn't been much activity here all day long. She is said to be huddling with advisors and deciding whether or not there is a path forward. On Thursday, she announced she would be uh, dropping out of the race. I will not be running for president in 2020, but I guarantee... I will stay in the fight for the hardworking folks across this country who've gotten short end of the stick over and over. That's been the fight of my life, and it will continue to be so. So, She has not endorsed anybody at this point. I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people are going to be kind of asking her at this point, you know, are you going to be endorsing uh, Biden or Sanders? She said, as far as, you know, what, what's what been reported, she said she is likely to make an endorsement. But at this point, as far as like immediately, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So hard to say exactly when um, or even who that's going to be. So I think we're down to three candidates still in the race. Yeah, on the Democratic side. Yeah, 
Yep. Obviously, I think, um, well, I mean, we, we know how things are going on the Republican side. I'm, I'm not trying to ignore, you know, half of our, our listeners by any stretch. Trump is just, he's running unopposed, unless you count Weld, um, which I think he's got one. Um, so on the Democratic side, yeah, we've got, as we said, you know, uh, uh, right now it's Biden and Sanders. And then you've got Tulsi Gabbard. Three candidates have dropped out. Tom Steyer, Pete Buttigieg, and Amy Klobuchar. There were some casualties to Super Tuesday before Super Tuesday, if, if you want to kind of look at it that way. Tom Steyer dropped out over the weekend. I think after that it was Pete Buttigieg. He dropped out over the weekend. That was obviously, I think, a surprise for some. He was, you know, definitely considered a front runner. He got the most delegates out of my home state, Iowa, but obviously dropped out soon after, endorsed Biden. And then on Monday... Amy Klobuchar out of Minnesota kind of made the same move, dropped out and, and endorsed Biden, which I'm, I'm not a political analyst by any uh, stretch of the imagination. But, I mean, you, you have to imagine that played pretty well for Biden on Tuesday because you've kind of got this two groups of voters out there who their candidate's out, but they've endorsed somebody. So I think that that definitely helps Biden. You never know where uh, voters are going to go when somebody drops out. I mean, when you look at the campaign pledges of Klobuchar and Buttigieg, it definitely fell closer to Biden. So I think that that just, you know, kind of further, uh, you know, shows that you've got that. The, the, the Democratic Party is very split right now. There's a lot of talk about delegates as we move through the 2020 presidential primary. Uh, what are delegates and why should we care? Those are going to be the people who are going to be coming here to Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee, in uh, July for the Democratic National Convention. And essentially, that's that's where the the uh, nominee is going to be selected. Essentially, what everybody's trying to do is is reach the majority, which is 1,991 delegates. So that's kind of what everybody's fighting over right, right now. The number ultimately determines who becomes the nominee at the convention in July. Which states in the Super Tuesday contest had the most delegates and who won those? I mean, in terms of like total number, Texas and California, biggest ones, which is kind of interesting. I mean, at this point, it seems that Sanders has taken California, at least the majority of, of the state. Meanwhile, Biden won Texas. So, you know, why everybody's talking about Super Tuesday is such a success for Biden was not only did he win those southern states that he was expected to win. He, he, you know, he, he's been performing very well, particularly with African-American voters. And, and some of that kind of plays into uh, how well he did in South Carolina. But then you look at some of these other states that I think pollsters were expecting to go to Sanders, like uh, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Maine. A lot of those, I think people are considering upset wins for uh, Biden. The press and the pundits have declared the campaign dead. And then came South Carolina, and they had something to say about it. So how does the Democratic presidential candidate field look post-Super Tuesday? Well, you know, we talked about, you know, the, the casualties before. We had uh, Tom Steyer, uh, Amy Klobuchar, and, and Pete Buttigieg all dropped out within a few days of each other leading up to it. Uh, Bloomberg Wednesday announced he was done, which I think was interesting for multiple reasons. I mean, I think just... On Tuesday, prior to getting the results, he had said that a contested convention was really the only way he was going to win this thing, and he was planning on writing it out. I think he picked up 53 at this point uh, delegates, which was less than Warren. So I think that it became very evident that things were not going his way. So Bloomberg is out. 
which is interesting. I mean, I think we were all kind of watching to see how his approach to the campaign was going to fare. I mean, it was very different than what traditional candidates have done in the past and, and even did this year. You know, you go to Iowa, you go to New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina, you you build the momentum and you move on from there. Bloomberg kind of ignored those four and, and spent, you know, half a billion dollars on his campaign. And it doesn't seem like it really panned out. It, it's hard to say whether that's to the approach, to his viability as a candidate. There's a million factors at play with things like this. He has said he's planning on dedicating additional resources, and he's endorsed Biden. It'll be interesting to see how much of a factor Bloomberg continues to be through Biden. What do Tuesday's results mean for the Wisconsin primary in April? Are we able to predict what will happen in our state based on the outcome in neighboring Minnesota? I can't predict anything. As soon as I try, I'm wrong. So, <laughs> uh, But I, I think that, I mean, we have less names on the ballot to worry about. So I guess that's one, one takeaway from Super Tuesday. But we knew that that was going to happen. The results of Minnesota, I think, are kind of interesting. I'm not going to say that this will translate into what we see in Wisconsin. But you look at 2016, Granted, you know, you had Hillary Clinton, you didn't have uh, Joe Biden, so it's by no means this is apples to apples. But Sanders received more than 60 percent of votes in 2016 in Minnesota. This year, Biden got about 40 percent to Sanders' 30. So a bit of a drop for Sanders. But then you look at, you know, Wisconsin in 2016, Sanders had about 57 percent, so similar to what he got in Minnesota. Meanwhile, Clinton had 43 so whether Wisconsin is going to see results comparable to Minnesota, you know, it's hard to be said. I'm from Iowa, and, and the only thing I know about Wisconsin is that they, they like to let you know that they are not like Minnesota. So <laughs> uh, we, we will find out, uh, you know, kind of how that goes. But yeah, you know, I think that's, that's kind of uh, uh, something to keep an eye on. What are we hearing from voters on the ground in Wisconsin? Myself and some other reporters, we've been trying to get out to, you know, kind of key areas, uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee suburbs, et cetera, some other locations, obviously, uh, talking with voters. It's kind of a mix, you know. I mean, a lot of the people we talked to even just, you know, a week or two weeks ago, there were candidates on the board that no longer are. The good thing is I think we're planning on kind of keeping in touch with them to see, you know, for someone who – was a Mayor Pete fan. You know, where are they going to go? Does his endorsement of Biden translate to them voting for Biden? The Democratic Party is kind of interesting right now just in that Biden and Sanders are so dramatically different and they're going for the same votes. So at some point, people are are obviously going to have to make up their minds. The most common thing that we've kind of heard, regardless of where a Democratic voters that that I've spoken to at least stand is is not so much on which candidate they plan on supporting so much as it's which candidate they're planning on opposing, i.e. President Donald Trump. I think that people on both ends of the uh, aisle kind of seem to agree that, you know, Trump is a very 
energizing individual. He has his base, and, and Republican voters definitely fired up. They're expecting very high turnout, and their and their party's working very hard. Grassroots uh, uh, efforts across the state already. You know, he's been here once. VP Pence has been here twice. We've we've talked about that, obviously, but at the same time, he's also firing up Democratic voters. I think that's the thing. You know, I think Trump could very well be the biggest factor when you look at the split on the. Democratic Party, at least as far as the difference in candidates. I think the question then becomes, will a Bernie supporter vote for Biden if he gets the nomination? Or will vice versa, will a Biden supporter vote for Sanders if he gets the nomination? The answer to that, I I do not know. (laughs) What do Wisconsin voters have to look forward to as we trudge closer to November? I'm sure we'll see more commercials. Uh, (laughs) We will see more of a presence. You know, that's something that I think for a lot of us here in Wisconsin who are, you know, following politics and we've, you know, we've been, we've been saying it. I know we, we had a big story before the Iowa caucus, you know, hey, it's Wisconsin's where it matters. Uh, Everybody's still saying that. So now that we've gotten past Super Tuesday, you know, the Wisconsin primary is April 7th. I expect to see some pretty big ramping up especially from Sanders and from Biden. As we mentioned, Trump has definitely been making an effort in Wisconsin as well, and I don't expect that to, to change at all. So if anything, we're, we're just getting started, I suppose. <laughs> you cannot beat Trump with the same old, same old kind of politics. We got to beat Donald Trump, and we will, but we can't become like him. We can't have a never-ending war between the parties. From the Wisconsin State Journal, I'm Elizabeth Beyer. Thanks for listening to Front Page, a podcast that takes a look at some of the State Journal's most interesting recent stories. You can find this podcast on our website at www.madison.com slash WSJ, iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify.